Thanks for listening to this Arrow FM podcast shared on accessmedia.nz with the support of New Zealand On Air. Legend, welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, New Zealand girl mindset coach, here to help you thrive, to help you heal, to help you overcome all those old feelings of unworthiness and fear and limits and doubts, and help you to step into the greatness that you are literally created for. I bring you amazing people from all around the world to inspire and empower you. So let's get into it. Beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination where we're going to talk about how what you seek is seeking you. Now, this episode is going to be a mini coaching session, honestly, because this is what happens with every client that comes to me is we have to get really clear on what they want, right? What their limits are, where their doubts are, where they lack self-belief, self-confidence, what are the stories they're telling themselves? All that stuff, right? So this concept of what you seek is seeking you, right? You might have, you've probably heard that, right? Everyone throws it around. Like it sounds like a nice fluffy sounding quote, but it's actually so much bigger than that, right? And this conversation is going to be quite a spiritual one because <laughs> we really kind of have this discussion about purpose and calling and, you know, the meaning of our lives without actually zooming out and looking at bigger stuff. And because at the end of the day, we are all souls. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And and personally, I believe that every single person has been put on this planet with gifts and talents and abilities and wisdom that could literally change the world, even if that's the world for their family or their community. Doesn't always have to be world domination, you know, but I do believe that each of us have a unique calling, something that fires us up, that makes us come alive, that makes us want to leap out of bed in the morning. And so much of it is we've got to uncondition ourselves from what we're taught from society, right? Which is a very fear-based scarcity model of you have to work a job, you know, you, you need a nine to five, um, a lot of people have jobs that they hate, but they stay there because they think that they need to, because no one in their life has told them, hey, you can actually do things that you love for money, you know, <laughs> or there are other ways of, of receiving money um, other than doing things that you hate. So let's have this conversation. So something that I love, right, is the word desire. And I really like to break this down for myself and look at what do I truly desire and the origins of the word desire in ancient Greek actually break down to of the father meaning your desires are god-given which I love because straight away it starts to challenge some of the stories that we have right around greed people don't want to ask for what they actually desire because they think oh it makes me greedy or who am I to ask for this actually who are you not to the fact that that desire is on your heart means that it is for you. And I don't care if we're talking about millions of dollars or cars or material possessions. And something that I invite you to do is notice in yourself where there might be some judgment or, you know, tension that comes up in yourself as you listen to this episode. Because if I say to you, hey, millions of dollars in cars, and you're like, oh, only greedy people have that. 
then that's going to show us where some of your scarcity thinking might be hiding. Your money mindset things can, you know, have some tweaking. Because this is all stuff that so many of us carry, right? There's There'll be so many trigger points that I hit with you in this because this is stuff that every single client brings in. And stuff that I brought in, right? I was exactly the same. And until we have an opportunity to unpack the things that we are taught and we just accept to be true, why would we think another way? Especially if we're surrounded by people who all think that way. They're all doing stuff they don't want to do. They're all complaining about their lives. If you don't have someone in your life saying, hey, you're actually allowed to ask for more and not just allowed to, like it serves everyone for you to have more. Think about this. If we go back to my previous point, let's just operate in a model where every single one of us is special. Every single one of us has a purpose on this planet. Every single one of us has gifts to offer the world that make a difference, right? Let's just assume that that's true for a sec. So you and your gifts, right? The happier you are, the healthier you are, the wealthier you are, the more you have to give to others. The more that you are overflowing and abundance of everything in your own life, love, joy, money, whatever, (laughs) happiness, the more you have to then give to others. So everyone benefits, okay? No one benefits by you being broke and negative. And this is where it gets really interesting with that mindset, you know, if people think, oh, you know, I don't want to be greedy, so I'm not going to ask for more. But the thing is that no one benefits off you having just enough to get by. If you have more than you need, you have more to give away. You have more to invest in your family and your children and your community. You have more to hire a team to help you do things that then employs them and serves their families and creates more impact for other people, right? So it's totally back to front how we're taught. So desire is of the Father. So anything that you desire is for you. That's how you can think about this. If you desire it, it is for you. Simply put, to the core. Anything else that you've attached to that, any shame, any lack stories, any limiting beliefs, that is to be addressed at a later date. But to the core, trust your gut. What do you desire? Right. And I'm going to talk you through some steps. So I highly encourage you guys to go and get a journal. (laughs) You'll need it for this because this is going to be a little mini coaching session. It's going to get some serious questions and, and things moving in your minds. So if we take the desires that we have, right, and then we combine that with the awareness and the knowing that we create our lives via our thoughts and feelings. And so we're literally able to create whatever we want in our lives when it is paired with enough belief and determination, right? Now, this could be a whole other episode. Call it manifestation, call it creation, whatever. At the end of the day, what we know, and this is science, (laughs) this is quantum physics, is that thoughts have a frequency. And so the continued thinking of thoughts emit a frequency. So it's not an accident, you know, and then when we combine that with some of the stuff that I've spoken about so much, because I want you guys to really understand how the subconscious mind works, right? We combine that frequency with an understanding that the subconscious mind is literally filtering our reality to validate our beliefs, right? So if you like, remember, 
Um, remember how every second we receive millions of pieces of information, right? And the mind can physically only process like 132. So it has to filter it down. And the way it does that is it looks at what you believe to be true and it thinks, okay, so you think this all the time, therefore it must be important. So I'm going to filter for that first, which means if we think about this in a, (laughs) in a practical sense, most people, right, think about how unworthy they are, how unattractive they are, how hard it is to make money, how miserable they are at their work, how crap their friends are treating them. They look at the negatives, right? Because they're not really aware of the power of their thoughts and they're not really taking charge of them. This is what most, this is how most people operate, right? So you think a thought repeatedly becomes a belief. So let's say, let's talk about unworthiness because this is one, or not feeling good enough, right? Let's say you think constantly, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. So then your mind literally starts to process, like filter your, your situation, your reality for evidence of that. And then, so then you're emitting all the time thoughts of not good enough, not good enough. So guess what? You create it. And then you filter to see it. So you literally create a situation for yourself of not being good enough, not feeling good enough. However, that does not mean that it's true. It simply means that's where your focus is. The moment you start focusing on something different, you start seeing different things, right? It's like that that example that everyone gives around a car, right? You buy a new car and all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Everyone has that car. And it's only because your awareness has shifted to that car, right? Like in my group coaching programs, we, um, we always used to pick something at the end of each call for the next week. It was like a game and we'd pick some sort of obscure thing that you wouldn't normally see in everyday life. And it would become a game like to see who would see it first. And what we're doing is accessing the reticular activating system in the brain, right? It's that filter that we spoke about. So all of a sudden, your brain is like, oh, we're looking for it. Your mind is looking for it. Therefore, guess what? It finds it. So our power is in training our mind to seek out what we actually want. So you start thinking about abundance, luxury. You know, you start thinking about happiness. You start thinking about love and joy and whatever, whatever it is that you want to think about. And guess what? You start seeing it. And then the more evidence that you have, the better you feel, right? The more you create, and then it goes around and around. But initially, that first shift takes some conscious effort because most of us have practiced thinking really average thoughts. Okay, so my first point for you guys, journals out, pens out. (laughs) My first question for you is this. What do you actually want? When you think about your life, what do you actually want? Not what do you think is realistic or what would you settle for? What do you truly, deeply desire? Right? Take off the limits. So I'm going to borrow a template from my mentor, Stuart Walter, and he teaches these four categories in My clients that are listening will know (laughs) because we've all been here. All right. Four categories, right? Number one, happiness. Number two, health. Number three, love. Self-love and other love. 
And then number four is wealth, right? So what we're going to do, and you guys can do this later on, because it's good for you to give it some real thought, right? Is write down what you actually want. What do you truly desire in those, in those four areas? What makes you happy? And what makes you happy? Not <laughs> like a lot of people at this point write things that require validation from other people, but your happiness is your responsibility, right? So what do you actually, you know, what brings you happiness? What brings you joy? For me, when I did this, um, the one that always comes up straight away is music. It's the quickest way to shift my energy. I love to sing. I love to dance. I love to listen to music. Um, I constantly have music on and it makes me so happy, right? Playing instruments, singing, being in a band, like doing all these things brings me so much joy. And so that's number one on my list. So I know that that's a priority for me to make sure that that is a part of every single day because it puts me in a happy, abundant state, right? Which means that everything trickles down from there. It means I'm coming in, into my day, into my life, into my business with a full cup. <laughs> you know, not hoping that something else is going to happen so that I don't feel crap. I'm already coming in full. And then, then it overflows down. Right. So have a think about that. Happiness. What are the things that make you happy? And what are the things that you would like that would create a feeling of happiness for you? Right. And write them down. Um, okay. So number two, what do you currently believe about what's possible for you? So this is a real journaling exercise, you guys. <laughs> Because it requires a lot of self-awareness and it also requires a lot of self-compassion. A lot. And that's how it has to be. <laughs> um, because we've done the whole beating ourselves up and shaming ourselves and judging ourselves for many, many years. And we know that that does not work. So what if we simply looked at our current beliefs without judgment? Simply just observing, right? Neutral stance. Because the truth is anyway, most of your beliefs came from other people. You know, the subconscious mind, which makes up 95 to 97% of your mind and is in charge of your thoughts, your behaviors, your actions, everything, striving the show, right? Um, it's formed, so the subconscious mind is formed from zero to seven, and that's, you know, when you're a little kid. So you naturally learn your default settings from your parents, which is great if your parents taught you really abundant, big vision beliefs. But most of us didn't have that experience, right? Most of us were taught things that aren't necessarily going to help us get our desires. Things like money is the root of all evil, you know, um, whatever. I mean, all of us have a unique set of experiences here, right? Those of us who had some kind of trauma, we often learned um, to be a people pleaser. We learned that it's not safe in life, that we're not safe. Um, we learned how to protect ourselves. We learned, you know, to shove our feelings down, all sorts of these things that are still running at the deepest subconscious level. So we we can kind of get an idea of what that might be by looking at our life, right? So look at the love in your life, the self-love, the relationships that you have with friends, family, 
dating, husband, wife, whatever it is, how are those relationships going? Are you constantly, um, you know, blissful and over the moon and so grateful for how incredible your relationships are? Or are you noticing patterns where people tend to bail, where you feel abandoned, you feel rejected, um, you know, whatever, or it seems like it starts out well and then it crashes and burns. And these are the things that will literally change your life. When you can truly be honest with yourself and sit with this, like I've shared so much about this in other episodes, guys, like the, the relationship one was a huge one for me where I just repeated these cycles for years because I didn't truly understand that it was coming from me. I was like, oh no, it's just the guys that I'm dating. It's like, no, it's not. I was the common denominator, right? I had at a subconscious level a fear that I was not safe with men, right? So guess what? I picked men that I wasn't safe safe with. <laughs> or I picked men um, that were so like not what I would want that there was never any risk of me ending up with them because they were never really a go, you know? So you can think about this. Like the subconscious mind is always looking to keep us safe and to protect us, right? And it likes the familiar. So for me, that's what I observed as a child. Therefore, I carried out that cycle of dysfunctional men until I decided consciously, like, what the heck? No more. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be this version of myself. I'm not tolerating any more BS from anyone. I'm ending these cycles of feeling rejected, feeling abandoned, all these old stories that I was carrying for so long, simply because they were running at the subconscious level and I really hadn't challenged them because I didn't really realize they were there because I had so many stories going at once and then, you know, it fed into the other ones. So like these guys would leave or they would behave really badly and then I would leave and then I would feel unworthy and unlovable and that would just reinforce that story, which meant that I didn't set my standards high and go after amazing people because I felt unworthy. So guess what? I attracted people that reinforce that belief. So this is the power for us of truly being so honest with ourselves about our, our actual honest beliefs. What do you believe? about what's possible for you in love and money and health and business or jobs or work. What do you truly believe is possible? Do you believe that it's possible for you to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire? <laughs> do you believe whatever, literally just, just start thinking about how this connects to your desires, right? When you're being really honest about your desires do you actually believe that that's possible for you? And, you know, where there's resistance or where you sort of feel like, <laughs> like the squeeze, a contraction, that's amazing. That is self-awareness, baby. And that's where the growth can happen. Because once you're aware, then you're, you can't ignore it anymore, right? That's where your power is. But as long as it's sort of running at a subconscious level, you don't notice. You can't do anything about it. So I want to reiterate, self-love, self-compassion, be gentle with yourself here. This is simply feedback for you, all right? We're done with the old stories of blaming ourselves or shaming ourselves or anything because there's no need for that. 
and there's no purpose to it and there's actually no truth in it think about this at the end of the day like we know that the subconscious mind is always trying to protect you and keep you safe so any old story or pattern of behavior that you've had was simply an attempt from your mind to keep you safe so how could you feel bad about that there's a part of you that didn't feel safe that's where the compassion comes in Okay, so just to reiterate, my little journaling friends, I expect messages from you guys later, probably Terry ones, because <laughs> we'll hit some, we'll hit some key points here, which is the point, right? This is where the change comes from. So I celebrate you guys for sitting in this space. So just to reiterate, the first question was around your vision, right? For your life. What do you actually want? What do you truly desire? When you take the limits off, what do you truly, truly want? If you weren't worried about how it was going to happen, okay? So spend some real time on that, which then feeds down into number two. Do you believe that's actually possible for you? What do you actually believe? Yeah? Cool. And then number three, what is your relationship like with you? Okay. So identity is everything, right? How you identify determines what you get. Because it's what you're being, right? That is your energetic blueprint. It's your state. It's like attracts like, right? So often we don't really understand what we're being, right? We think, oh, but I'm thinking thoughts about money. Okay. But are you being abundant? You know, are you actually in a state where you feel abundant, where you feel grateful? Or do you think about, man, I wish I had more money. And then you get pissy every time a bill comes in or you get angry about having to spend money on stuff or you stress out about where is the money going to come from, right? Because that's not being abundant. That's being in scarcity. And what you're being is what you create more of, right? <laughs> so... This is where we get to really start to take charge of our thoughts, right? Because most of us have thought this way for a long time, okay? So when we're thinking about the identity of ourselves, we want to look at the identity overall. So if we go through those, you know, those key four ideas again, your identity around happiness, do you feel worthy of happiness? Do you feel worthy of success? And not just worthy of it. Do you feel successful? Are you being successful now? And that's not when you achieve your goal, right? But you can embody the state of feeling successful now. You can celebrate how successful you already are right now. And like attracts like. The sooner you can get into that state of being that successful feeling now, the sooner you're going to draw all the other things into you, right? Because again, your mind is literally, if it's focused on success, it's going to find it. But if it's focused on, I wish I was successful because I'm not, that's scarcity, right? So it's going to find evidence of you not being successful, which then probably make you feel like trash and then you'll beat yourself up about it and you'll create more of that belief, which creates more evidence of that for you, right? Isn't this cool though? Like how powerful you are to literally change your whole life by changing your perspective, literally changing your thoughts, changing your life. So identity, right? thinking about so happiness success love do you identify as someone who is loved who is adored 
Or do you identify as someone who is, you know, like the old version of me? Rejected, abandoned, unworthy, not good enough. Right? This is important stuff. As you shift to the positive things and you start to really identify as that version of you who's loved. And you know what? That has nothing to do with anyone else. When you start loving yourself, you start speaking to yourself with love, to your body with love, to your mind with love, and you stop speaking to yourself in a negative way, which is often the default, right? It's a lot easier. <laughs> um, then guess what? You've trained your brain to look for more of it. So what is your relationship like with you, with your body, with love, with money, with success, with all these things? This is, this is a big thing to journal on because you want to get really clear and honest with yourself about, hmm, what do I actually think? And the more honest you are, <laughs> the bigger the shift will be. Because a lot of people here let their egos get involved at first and they're like, oh no, I actually do love myself. But you can see that that's not true. So at a conscious level, they might think that, right? But because the subconscious, is 95% of our mind. If at the deeper level, what you really think is, but I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. Uh, I'm not successful enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm too old, whatever. That's in charge, right? So it needs to be all the way down. Uh, a lot of people are good at masking and they have this sort of surface level. Yeah. The way they present is very much like, oh no, I'm confident I'm together, but it's not real. And unfortunately, energy doesn't lie. So you can't fool the universe, right? You've got to believe it all the way to your core, which actually is a lot better anyway, because you feel good. You're not pretending. It's just this real peaceful feeling that goes all the way to your core, you know, this knowing state. So I encourage you to really spend some time on that, being really honest with yourself. And of course, with radical like self-compassion, no judgment, no shame, no blame, Simply looking at what is my relationship like with myself? How do I actually feel, right? <laughs> and then the last question that I have for you is, and I want you to trust your gut. Trust your gut, right? This is your subconscious. Do you feel safe to be successful? Um, if you're being honest, most of you should have said no. <laughs> now a lot of people at this point say hang on I'm afraid of failure not success it's actually not the case because if you think about this right when you're afraid of something what do you do you run from it right so if we were truly afraid of failure we would run towards success and we'd be super successful but often it's the other way right we go the other way we're actually running from success towards quote-unquote failure as much as I don't like that that's that is what we're doing right we're actually shrinking ourselves because we know deep down that we're great <laughs> you know it's that beautiful poem by Marianne Williamson about our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate it's that we're powerful beyond measure I love that poem so much and that's so true. Most of us are so afraid of our greatness because you know what happens when we're great? We're seen, we're visible, we're out of our comfort zone. We have to 
unlearn a bunch of stuff. Like if we're great, if you're great and you step into your power and you receive the money and you're visible and you're seen, you're open to rejection. You're open to criticism. You've probably, you know, one of the big things, right? If we go back to money as an example, a lot of people have this belief that greedy, you know, greedy people have money. Um, money is the root of all evil, this kind of stuff. Money makes you a bad person, right? So at a, at a subconscious level, we don't want to be successful because then we'd have money and money would make us a bad person. So subconsciously we sabotage ourselves. And this is what's going on all the time, which is why it's so powerful for us to be honest about, okay, how are things actually looking in my life? Like, am I actually happy with this? Or am I always struggling with money? Am I always struggling with relationships? Because there are deeper subconscious reasons at play. They have nothing to do with your value or your worth. It is simply your mind trying to protect you. And when we really step up and say, you know what? I want way more for my life. I want way more. I'm ready for more. These are the things that we work through. These are the limits that we peel back one by one and the fears that we reframe and we sit with and we use subconscious tools to shift a lot of this stuff because you attract what you are, right? So you can't be successful with a fear of success because they don't match, right? They don't match, which is why it's so powerful to be truly honest about, okay, where am I actually at and where do I want to go? And from that point, you can move mountains. From that point where you can be with yourself, back yourself and start moving towards those things, magic will happen. And I applaud you for your courage to do that. So, okay, you guys, that is a lot. That is a lot for you to journal on and reflect on. I really encourage you to give it a real shot. That in itself is enough to totally change your life. If you actually do that properly, that will shift everything for you. And then if you want to go deeper, message me. Because when you bring all this up to me, I'll be able to help you unpack what are the limits, what are the things going on at the subconscious level, the fears, the doubts, the lack, we'll pull them out, <laughs> and then you can catapult forward. But I'd love to hear from you guys um, what's come up for you in this session. And thank you for being here. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for yourselves. I'm so proud of you all and I'll catch you next time. Ciao for now. And that is a wrap. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for being here. And please let me know your aha moments. I want to hear all about them. For extra support, make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Check out the School of Greatness for self-study courses. And of course, if you want one-on-one mentoring, just DM me and I would love to have a chat with you. Go and slay the day. Thank you for being you. See you soon.